Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today I'd like to take you to the cross. In fact, I've entitled this morning briefing, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. It's a pretty old song, an old hymn written by Fanny J. Crosby. Jesus, keep me near the cross, there a precious fountain, free to all a healing stream, flows from Calvary's mountain. The cross, it has stumbled some, repulsed others, and caused them to say, no way. Have you ever stood at the foot of the cross and looked up? What did you see there? Did you see a man who gave up his royal robes for you and took your place? It is ironic that so many of the Jews rejected him because they were most equipped to understand the requirement of a blood sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. They had been doing it for 2,000 years, after all. Paul, a righteous Jew, fully understood the significance of the cross after the one who had died on the cross confronted him. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1-5, through When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come proclaiming the mystery of God to you in lofty words or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I came to you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation were not with plausible words or wisdom, but with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on the power of God. Paul kept the message of the cross always before him. The cross ought to be central to our faith, the impetus for living, and the focus of our daily nests. It should be both clarifier and unifier among those who claim the name of Jesus. Allow me to illustrate how it is both for a man I respect so very much. I've mentioned him before. His name is Fred. Fred was called to the pulpit in the inner city of Long Beach about 40 years ago by a well-known denomination. But a strange thing happened to him in the course of things. He really came to love the street people and began embracing them. You see, the scales fell from his eyes, and he really saw their plight. The pain of being homeless, disenfranchised, and seemingly without hope. Most importantly, those without the hope of heaven. Fred told them about Jesus. He told them about the cross and the one who loved them. He told them the man wasn't going to save them. The man in Washington talked a good game, but there was only one who had sacrificed for them. Only one they could really trust. Then came the race riots. The denomination didn't want much to do with Fred, who was embracing the non-white races and dotting their local church with unsavory-looking and smelling folk. They decided that Fred wasn't the man for them after all. But Fred's heart never got that memo. He had grown to love and understand these people. And for 40 years, he has done what it takes to continue to bring the message of Jesus and the redeeming work of the cross to the down-and-outers in Long Beach. Jesus loves you, folk, he tells them over and over. One month shy of 75 years old, Fred keeps the message of the cross always before him. The love of the man who went to the cross motivates Fred to endure threats of violence by street gangs, to go to bat for a 12-year-old girl in the school system because her mother lives at the riverbed, just can't navigate the system, and so on. Between 200 and 250 pack the basement room a couple days a week to get nourishment for their bodies and their souls. Fred's motivation is the cross. His message is the same, the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, so many of our churches are preaching messages that tickle the ears and appeal to what folks need to hear. 
how to fix their marriages, communicate better, etc. But the gruesome story of the cross is just not as popular. Paul kept this unpopular thing that Jesus did front and center. But God did not leave the simple message of the cross as Paul's only platform. The Holy Spirit showed up in a mighty way, touching lives, changing people, and filling the hearts of those who bowed their wills to this one from the cross. So while Paul did not use lofty words or fanciful PowerPoint presentations, the power of the Holy Spirit rested on him and moved among the people. Isn't that just like God? You, child, be faithful and leave the rest to me. Watch what I will do. And then he comes and he does what only he can do. Similarly, Jesus did what only he could do. The sinless one came and took upon himself the shame of our sin and stood silent while he was mocked, spat upon, accused, convicted, and crucified. Why? So he could ransom us from the debt of the sin that we owed and so that we could be with him forever. That is good news. And so I close with this thought again. Jesus, keep me near the cross. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and again the title is Keep Me Near the Cross.